you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Brissett, who flexes out wide to the right, direct snap with two extra offensive linemen. Touchdown, Cleveland. Nick Chubb. Brissett looking there. Cooper, a double, and a touchdown. Chubb breaks through. Touchdown, Cleveland. Everything is coming up Cleveland, at least on Monday Night Football. And the Cavs are doing great, too. The Browns rocked the Bengals 32-13. to This was a blowout. I can't believe it. Jacoby Brissett goes for 278 and a touchdown. Uh, Nick Chubb with uh, two touchdowns on the ground and 101 yards. And the Browns just pushed around the Bengals, and who better to talk about a bad Bengals game with than Nick Wesseling? Oh, Nick, I had you on, you know, hoping to uh, have like a celebratory atmosphere here with your Bengals on a little bit of a roll. You were highly confident going into this game, and uh, now we're stuck in this uh, spot where it's a little awkward, to be frank. Oh, I really wasn't that confident after Chase was out. I almost... Uh backed out of the lock and, oh no uh, i forgot you guys yesterday. locked him <laughs> give the want wall right now uh, justin <laughs> look at nick first time as like an official guest of course nick as you know uh chris uh if you're new to the show chris wesseling our our uh our longtime friends host uh and host of the show and i'm in the chris wesseling podcast studio nick's uh his brother, his best man at his wedding. So not just a brother, but a, a special brother. They're all special. Uh, but he liked to, you know, he, Nick likes to put himself above the rest. So I will too. I'm going to talk about the Browns first, Nick. I know that's weird because you're a Bengals fan, but I, I've gotten into this bad habit of, you know, sometimes uh, it's been a bit of a curse where the guest is the fan of the lo- the losing team or covers the losing team, or I'm uh, a fan of the Patriots. And we're, I don't want to look past what the real story was on the winning side here, which was, 
the Browns kind of showing up. They have players. Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Jacoby Brissett certainly had his best game um, in a while. And then Amari Cooper had a night. And you watch them play like this. And I know they're three and five. And you kind of believe, okay, maybe they can stick around long enough for Deshaun Watson to actually be part of a, a playoff race when he gets back. Yeah, the, the Browns, I've been waiting for this performance. Um, they have players. And when you when Jacoby Brissett has a clean pocket, he can make throws. And he showed it tonight again. When the pocket wasn't clean, he wasn't that good. And when it was, he was able to pick the Bengals apart. Right. Now, like- a lot of that, obviously, Obviously, a lot of that has to do with Nick Chubb running it down their throat and Kareem Hunt getting involved probably for the first time this year in a, in a meaningful way for a whole game. Uh, but it, if you can do that, the, the Browns can make some noise. Right. But, you know, Jacoby Brissett's played pretty well this year on balance. The difference tonight mm-hmm. was like the defense played well. So Jacoby Brissett did have his one kind of head scratching play where he, he tried to throw the ball, even though he's clearly going to be sacked and it winded up being called a fumble it, it was kind of it was an interception but they they called it a fumble but either way he just needs to eat that ball and he always tries to make one or two plays too many but when you do protect him and when you can run the ball but more importantly when you can play defense uh he's going to be fine they've been an above average offense it's been their defense it's been the problem all year and i just don't understand why they dominate the bengal's like this this is five straight wins for the Kevin Stefanski Browns over your Zach Taylor Bengals. Defensively, like, I guess it's just they have Miles Garrett. Uh, but other than that, like, why, they just don't seem to have an answer, even though the Browns aren't doing anything tricky. Zach Taylor should know what's coming. It comes down to protection for the Bengals. When they protect Burrow even a little bit, he can pick teams apart. Um, I, I know everyone's missing Chase, and obviously he's a top five receiver in the league. And Higgins is great in his own right, but he's maybe the 20th best receiver in the league. And there's definitely a drop-off, even though Boyd and Higgins are really good players. It's not Jamar Chase. But do they win this game with Jamar Chase? No, absolutely not. Okay, Absolutely not, because Jonah Williams got torn apart in this game, and there was never any help for him. After the third time, he got just beat, flat-out beat, in one second flat. Why wouldn't you at least give him some help? A tight end, a, a chip from the running back, anything. Uh, but he just kept getting beat. And he wasn't the only one. It was the whole offensive line getting beat. Right. I mean, when Taki Taki gets a sack and mm-hmm. Taven Bryan gets a sack and I don't even know who Thomas is. I, Thomas, <laughs> uh, got uh, the cleanest sack where Jonah Williams didn't even touch him. That's the thing with these Jonah Williams sacks. He didn't get a hand on uh, Garrett and, and some of the Browns defenders on these plays. And you say, yeah, why don't you give him help? Well, they did on one of them. When Miles Garrett did that spin move, it was around, uh, I believe it was Mixon and Jonah Williams, but it might have been Pirine. But either way, it was one of the Bengals running backs. And that gets back to just talent. And Clowney mm-hmm. didn't have a monster night, but like the Browns have top shelf talent they have a pretty good coaching staff and you get miles garrett out there on halloween which he seems to love more than any other day of the year and he was so confident he had like a sack celebration doing different parts of michael jackson's thriller dance like in three parts <laughs> he knew he was gonna get to the third part because he was playing the bengals nick it was p ryan by was... the way it was p ryan thank you graver but 
What was that, Kramer? Justin. Yeah. yeah, he forgot something there, I think. Yeah, I think Nick was just kind of waiting. Even he knows that something's supposed to happen yeah. before you talk. Even for that. <laughs> Thanks, Grady. I'm here, too. Hi. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about now, but, uh, yeah, that's that's flat-out talent. And then Miles Garrett's going to get his, and you know that. And if he beats a double team, he beats a double team. Honestly, that's probably as much on Burrow there. He's got to be able to see that and get rid of it quicker or at least avoid it. I don't know, though. Some of these were quick. Oh, absolutely. I think the one they had the timer on it, it was less than a second he got hit. They were trying to set up a screen, and um, I can't remember if it was the center or the right guard for the Bengals, but um, he just let the defensive tackle come right in and hit Burrow. you got to at least get a hand on him. <laughs> and that was uh, toward the end of the game when it was already settled, but it's it, it, the Bengals' mistakes tonight, too, starting with the opening kickoff, bringing it out of the end zone. They get hit, you know, get tackled at the 14-yard line. We mentioned Jonah Williams and, and his his problems. Um, missed field goal when they had an opportunity to cut it before halftime after the Brissett mistake you were talking about. Um, you know, McPherson, who's usually reliable, misses a field goal. Later in the game, he misses an extra point. Now, I don't know if any of this would have mattered in the overall scheme of things. But you can't make the kind of mistakes they were making and expect to win. Right. The weird thing is, up, up until that uh, late uh, 12 men on the field penalty, they had one penalty for one yard, the Bengals, and they were still getting dominated. Right. And that was on the extra point that they had 12 men again. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's the thing. That's coaching. Like, yes. this is why I, I never gave Zach Taylor much credit for last year's run. I just thought it was players for the most part. When you have an offensive line that hasn't played well for four straight years, it's on the coach. Because offensive line is about coaching. It's not about just pure talent. Yeah, if you drafted Joe Thomas, he'd be Joe Thomas. But when you're trying to pick up Ted Karras and you're, you're making these other moves that are just like mid-level moves, guys that were, okay, Alex Kappa elsewhere, those guys are just guys that – other offensive line coaches and other coaches make into quality parts of a good offensive line. But here they are. We're in week eight. They entered tonight 29th in pass block win rate, according to ESPN. Bengals fans had convinced themselves that they were getting better the last couple of weeks. I watched those games. They weren't getting better. They just overcame it. And they got rid of the ball a little quicker. Tonight they tried some more seven-step seven step drops. That didn't like work at all. And to me, that, that comes back to coaching at a certain point. If your running backs can't figure out who to block, like that, that's coaching at a certain point. And credit to Cleveland for having better players. But Troy Aikman said it. I don't think they were doing anything too complicated there. They were, their guys were just winning. Yeah. It's amazing what football sometimes comes down to when the offensive line or defensive line is dominating the other side. You can't win the football game. And that's the way it's always been, and it's all the way it always will be. No matter who's on your outside, no matter who your quarterback is, if there's a guy in his face, he's not going to win. Right. And it, and Jacoby Brissett rarely had guys in his face. Trey Hendrickson took a shot to the back slash ribs at some point. Looked like he might have had an injury there. He, he played through it, but that looked like a broken rib if I ever saw one. They didn't announce anything. Uh, Chidobia Wouzier left with uh, an apparently serious injury. You sent me a picture of him in a pretty heavy-duty uh, cast. That would be a brutal loss if that term turns into a long-term injury. He is their best cornerback 
by far. And they're in the Bengals defensive line. While they started the night pretty good holding up against the run, there wasn't enough uh, pass rush pressure. And that's because the Browns have a really great offensive line. When I said that the Browns have players and they have assets, it's like Garrett, Chubb, Cooper made a great catch on a deep ball and some other nice plays uh, and got open throughout the night. And then the offensive line I consider like better than all of those as one player. When you have that good of an offensive line, you could have a top 10 offense with Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback. And that's what they've managed to do. So they're at three and five. They enter the bye week and then they come out of it with two pretty tough games against Miami uh, and Buffalo. They also have the Bucks and the Texans before Watson comes back. Give me a Browns record after those four games before Watson comes back. I think they can go three and four. I mean, I would three if and I was one a gambling there. man, I would probably say two and two. Yeah, you, you figure they're gonna drop one of those one of those games. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay's still. I don't know what their deal is. Who knows? But um, um, the Texans, I, they don't have much fight in them. And, and the Dolphins, I don't know. They're hit or miss, miss week to week, just like every other team, it seems. All these middling teams, that four and three and four and four, that they're all the same team. All right. They have, have you so accepted that the Bengals are there, though? Because they are four yeah, and four. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to let you in on a little secret, Greg. I've never been a Bengals fan. I'm still not a Bengals fan. I liked the team last year because they were fun. Um, but I wasn't like Chris. I never disliked them. I just was kind of, I like to see them do this well. Is My such a Nick move. This is such oh, a Nick move. <laughs> now you, you said that now I, I, you're right. I do remember we were at the Super Bowl last year as one of the great things, uh, the NFL's done to help Lakeisha get you guys all those tickets. Uh, and it was one of the coolest things ever. Uh, and some of your brothers are living and dying, uh, with the Bengals, certainly Eddie, uh, I think Tim mm-hmm. was quite, you know, was 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 very into it. And then some like you, you were saying, oh, I'm not really a Bengals fan. I'm just wearing this like old Bengals jersey from 20 years ago. And I've just lived in Cincinnati my whole life. And I just grew up a Bengals fan, but I'm not really a Bengals fan. I borrowed that Jeff Blake jersey from one of Larry's <laughs> friends. <laughs> so <laughs> that should tell you about it. I'm actually, I, I changed out of it earlier. I was wearing the only Bengals gear I, when I unzipped my uh, jacket the other day on the lawn. Mm. Uh, that's the only piece of Bengals gear I own. <laughs> All <laughs> my right. mother-in-law got that for us. <laughs> but you, uh, you know, you work, you, you're a, you're a, you know, you're a real working man here. You you would win win the uh, the common man rankings, I I believe. Uh, you, and I could see that your your fingers are all cut up because you work at a, a dining establishment, right? A bar yeah. bar restaurant, and isn't the bar restaurant more successful? Everyone's happier when the Bengals are winning. Don't you want your town to be happy? You know, of course, not the four and four coming off of a Super Bowl and just getting waxed by the Browns for the fifth straight time? Yes, watching the city come alive last year was unbelievable. And and the Bengals have had a lot of loyal fans over the years, too. They've went through about as bad as it gets, along with the Browns, probably. I think those would be the two. I think Dan needs to update his his, uh, sadness rankings or whatever he called them. The the pain rankings. (laughs) Uh, But pain rankings yeah uh, factory of sadness whatever you want to call it um this is more the Bengals nonsense though this is the stuff they were doing when they were more abundant or below average but i just can't get over the play calling the mm. protection uh, early on i thought mixon looked like he had a little juice in that first series 
They got him the ball in space a couple of times. He, he made a couple guys miss. And then he didn't get the ball again, it seemed like, until the second half. And, and I, he hasn't been great this year, but when he's had a little bit of room to run, he's had some juice. And I don't know why they completely abandon it when, when he's, he's there, uh, especially if you can't protect. you got to find a way to get him the ball. Right. I think they look at it like running unsuccessfully is not a good idea. And I do understand that. He hasn't looked like he had as much juice in general this year. You're right. They tried to get him involved in the passing game, and he made a couple plays early, and they went away from it. It's a, it's a little bit of a dose of reality here life without Jamar Chase because I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about that meme that was going around when they drafted Jamar Chase and it was like should you take Panay Sewell or should you take Jamar Chase because like will Joe Burrow have time to throw it uh, to Chase or is he going to get knocked over first or if Sewell's there is he going to you know have time to throw it but throw to lesser receivers tonight like you needed that protection but I, I think they obviously made the right choice I'm, I'm sort of being glib here, but they just haven't solved this problem. And I don't really see a particular reason to believe that it will get any better this season or even while Zach Taylor is their coach, unless they just make insanely good draft picks. And Jonah Williams was a top 10 pick and he's one Mm -hmm. of, if not their biggest problems. The schedule does ease up. They have the Panthers next and then the buy, like you couldn't create a better setup really than than those two weeks. And then you have uh, games at Pittsburgh in Tennessee, and you hope maybe Jamar Chase can can get back around that point. So so they can hang around. But it was kind of a reminder, just this is the NFL in 2022. Like any team can has the potential to just have their week. Like the Saints had their week this week, Nick. And they just yeah. blow out, and 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 you look at the Saints, you're like, oh, that actually makes sense that they are capable of that. And you look at the Browns, and you think, oh, that makes sense that they're capable of that. But unfortunately, the Bengals are defending AFC champions, and they have Joe Burrow, who to me is a top five quarterback, and the expectations should be higher. And it's hard not to look at them and see them as a solid number two behind Baltimore. In my mind, when I look at the two schedules and I look at the two rosters, do you feel that way? Uh, that game in Baltimore could have gone either way. I I think it's 50, 50 before them, but the Bengals blew games early. Um, They they could easily have one loss right now or two. Um, You know, that first game against Pittsburgh, but everyone could say that the Browns could say that they could be seven and one. They are, they, these two teams are those in that mix. Although this is a game where the Bengals could not say they should have won. Like th- this, no, this was a humbling not. night of how are we going to fix our offense without chase and with this offensive line. And now what's going on on the defense where our run defense and you know, everything is a little shaky. Yeah. Yeah. Ow! It's like, he's like, Oh, he's like, I better change my uh, polo. <laughs> I don't know why he pressed that button. <laughs> but I don't care. I enjoyed it. It's a Zach Taylor. It's about Zach Taylor. Oh, that's Zach Taylor. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. I can't remember I, my own bits at this point. <laughs> so uh, the Bengals' run defense hasn't been the same since DJ Reader's been out, and mm-hmm. then they lost uh, uh, Josh uh, Tupo, um, who also was a pretty good run blocker or run stuffer. Um, now they're out without. Now Eli Apple will be back. We don't know what happened with Flowers. Looks like a 
hamstring towards Trey the end Flowers, of the another cornerback, yeah, got hurt. So they were playing their first-round safety, Daxton Hill, at cornerback, along with their second-round cornerback, uh, Taylor Britt. And Awuzie, if that's a long-term injury, that's as valuable as a guy. So, yeah, they have defensive issues. The, 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 the problem now becomes when all these really good players get injured, the average players like Von Bell getting burned on that deep ball to Amari Cooper, he was in position and he was lazy. He started jogging, thinking there was no way he was going to get thrown over the top, and they complete a 50-yard pass down into the 10. That was a beautiful throw by Jacoby. It was a beautiful throw. Jacoby can do those those high-arcing bombs like Russell Wilson, and you're like, okay, that's why he got taken in the second round. When he was the starter for the Colts that one year, he graded out as the best deep ball passer in the NFL that season. He's great at it. Yeah, and we've talked about Brissett uh, possibly being a good quarterback in the past. I don't know if you remember our text messages. Probably not. We we. Go back and forth so often. You mean your but brother? It, it, your brother loved the Jacoby Brissett experience on the Colts, and he was good. It, he has it just he, has a ceiling. He's okay. And, he's okay. And like I said, when he's protected, he, he's he's a good quarterback. And if the Browns play like this, and I know it was a wounded Bengals team in a in a and on the other side, the Bengals were awful on offense, but they could potentially get in the mix in in the North as well. Um, I, I, the Steelers, I, I don't believe in them at all. I don't know what they're doing. And I still think the Ravens have flaws and obviously the Bengals have huge flaws. Mm. Um, I, I think the Browns could make some noise. They got players. They do. And, they entered tonight with the number eight ranked, uh, offense, according to DVOA that should go up. Offense is more consistent. Their defense had a nice night. Like hopefully they could build off that. They have more upside than almost any three and five team in the league. So Browns fans, I know, I know we spent a lot of time on the Bengals, uh, but you found you're looking like you have a second receiver in Donovan Peoples Jones. Maybe you trade Kareem Hunt. That's fine. Uh, you know who you are. And I don't feel like this season is done at one point in this game. They were leading the Bengals in yardage 415 to 163. I think occasionally uh, they get out coached or, you know, by a guy like Bill Belichick, like, that happens to them, but they don't have to worry about that when they play Zach Taylor. That 415 to 163 looked worse than that. Right. Uh, I, I would have guessed 500 to 80 at that point. Uh, the, it was the, a the molly whopping. Doing, it was a molly whopping. The Browns whopping. did anything they wanted on both sides of the ball the whole game. The, the Bengals in the first half actually were daring them to pass, and they contained the, the, the run really well until uh, that touchdown drive where Kareem – or uh, I'm sorry um, – um, uh, Chubb ran it in and pretty much ran it down their throat the whole the whole drive. In the second half, it, it was a different story. And I, I have a question for you: Why do we assume Deshaun Watson, when he comes back, is suddenly going to be as great as he was? He hasn't played football in two years. No, I and, don't. I don't. We'll get to that certainly as the weeks get closer. I don't assume that Deshaun Watson will immediately be an upgrade from where Jacoby Brissett is. Obviously you're playing Deshaun Watson and that's the plan long-term. And and obviously he's played at a much higher level in his career, but considering the break that he had, and I think what he has to prove just what a difficult situation um, he put himself in and, and the Browns organization, it's going to be a different season when he returns. And I have my doubts how he can handle that because when he tried to play in the preseason, 
he looked like he had never played football before. And so at the very least, there's rust. And I think there's a lot to overcome. And the country will be rooting against the Browns. They're not really right now when Brissett's in there. Like, I've lost my mm-hmm. antipathy for them. I, like, I'm, I still am mad at that decision that they made as an organization. But when he's not out there, it's sort of, okay, this is a different team. But when he's out there, he, they're going to be the least popular team in the league. Yeah, a month from now, I'll hate them. Yeah, me too. That's, all, and, that's my analysis on that. But for now, um, for now, they're they're happy. They they gotta win. This had to remind you of some dark days as Bengals fans. I, I know you gave them up, you know, sort of. Uh, I, Chris, I never really had. Chris, them. I, Chris like gave Chris. them up. Do you have any? <laughs> do you have any? Before we get to the top six list, and I, I should have mentioned tonight because it's uh, Nick Chubb out there. I thought let's do top six pure runners in the NFL right now. Just pure runners. I'm not talking about like the receiving game. I'm talking about pure runners in the NFL. Nick Chubb is on the list. Uh, before we get to that though, just do you have any uh, do you have any like Chris or Wesleyan brothers sort of Bengals connected memories from your childhood? I don't know if you guys like went to many games or anything like that or just watching games and fighting over the, you know, the piece of raw steak that that uh, that uh, your dad sent to you down the stairs, you know, during the games. <laughs> that's a that's a fun bit uh, because you know who would you know look at me, you know who would have won that one. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, no, the the only game I remember going to as a as a kid was the the '88 uh, Super Bowl year. Uh, the Bengals started, I think, six or seven and zero that year, and they were playing the Jets. Which Dan was on here to hear this, but they just laid it on the Jets that year, and mm. I, I almost became a Bengals fan. But I, at that time, I didn't really know much about football, and I didn't care much about football. And then what really sealed it with me for the Bengals is I. Uh, this is just all the kids at home. This should teach you not to gamble. But I bet two dollars that the Bengals would win the Super Bowl in the, against the Forty Niners, and uh, and I lost that two dollars. And I, you know, I, after that, I was never in on them again. <laughs> Could you remember? Oh my God, what was Chris? It was a good time to get out, by the way. <laughs> what was Chris like in that time? Like as a fan because I can only imagine considering the dossier that he built up um, detailing all the reasons he decided to divorce uh, the Bengals I have to imagine at that age where he was you know in high school around at that point or you know Mm -hmm. that it was a it was a passionate marriage a passionate fandom yeah he would have been in eighth or ninth grade at that time Uh, but yeah he he loved the Bengals for the next five or six years uh, mid nineties is when he started to sour on them. And by the end of the nineties, turn of the millennium, he was way out on them. I know ownership. Um, it's ownership. That was the whole thing. And I do. Yes. Think, I don't know. I want to believe because they have Joe Burrow, they have Joe Burrow. So everything's going to be okay. But, and as long as you have an elite quarterback, you're always a contender. All you need is something to go right or for him to get hot. And that's what happened last year. Now, I'll tell you this, like he may have got them to the playoffs, but that defense got them to the Super Bowl. And I'm, I'm questioning that defense now without some of these superstars and some of these average players suddenly aren't going to look very good, I think. Uh, and the scheme isn't going to work quite as well when you don't have the elite players. I think that's right. And uh, when I think about ownership, I don't think like things are going to go south. They're going to be contenders. And I think they'll make the playoffs this year. I just think of how long Marvin Lewis was there. And I think Marvin mm-hmm. Lewis did a good job on balance. As Solon, Solomon Wilcox liked to say, he raised the Titanic uh, compared yeah. to where they were before. But I can just imagine Zach Taylor in year 11 
and uh, they win some of these wild card games that Andy Dalton couldn't win, and maybe they get to some, a conference championship here or there, but the offensive line's still there, and they're just loyal to Zach Taylor, and that they're never quite fulfilling uh, their potential. I hope that's not what's going to happen, but I think that's where ownership might have to think, is this the guy we want with Joe Burrow for the rest of his career? We will see. Let's I, talk uh, running backs. Let's talk running Before backs. we talk running backs, one more question, and it's yes. just yes or no. If Joe Burrow was on those teams instead of Andy Dalton, do they win playoff games? Of course. What are you talking they'd about? Prob- they probably win a Super Bowl. <laughs> the 20, yeah. I don't know about winning a Super Bowl, the, but they would make it pretty the, far. They could have been in the yeah, mix. Those teams were better than last year's Bengals teams. Yes. At least a few of them were, certainly. So, uh, well, the offensive line certainly was. But I think the coaching was better uh, on Alrighty. both sides. But uh, I know I'm too hard on this Let's guy. get to the running backs. Okay. Six pure runners, best pure runners in the NFL right now. And I'm basing this on this season alone. So this was really painful. It's like when people make these lists, oh, he's a top five running back. It's like you just like to say that and then you have to look at the list and think about the players you're not including. Uh, and it's very difficult. Here are some players that aren't even on this list. Austin Eckler is not on this list. Da- Dalvin Cook, who I think could be the best running back in the league. I'm saying for this season, when I'm trying to make this list, and and, it, and you'll hear these names. Tell me who you would put him on over. Mm-hmm. I, he didn't quite make it. Joe Mixon definitely didn't make it this year. He's mm-hmm. not running that well, but normally uh, he could be in that mix. Um, all right. I had. I think I had a tie at six because I had too many. Uh, I, I cheated a little. <laughs> so you had seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tie at six. I can't make a list and not put uh, Alvin Kamara on there. And then I, mm-hmm. I tied him with Aaron Jones, uh, your bro- one of your brother's favorite uh, runners. And even if you take his receiving out of the mix, as a pure runner, those two guys are, are just incredible. Any problems with them? I, I don't have problems with either one of them. Well, here's the thing. You're not going to have problems because all these players are so good. But I'll, I'll give you the whole list, and then and then we can – uh, talk about the whole list, and then we'll we'll say goodbye. Uh, Josh Jacobs is next for me on the list. The way he, he just has earned it. He breaks more tackles, I think, than anyone in the league in terms of making that first guy miss. He's earned it. Saquon Barkley is there. Of course, he can do everything, but now he's more decisive, and when he makes his cuts, he's always moving forward, and he, he's just better at it. I think he's a different player than he was as a rookie. Uh, I'm probably going to forgetting forgetting someone here, but Derrick Henry is now next. And he was at number one on my list. Maurice Jones-Drew, who I do Monday Night Footballs with on Channel 5, he convinced me Derrick Henry has to be number one because there's no one in the NFL that can do what he can. No one that you can put an entire offense on for a month at a time, and he's just going to carry you. And that's a pretty strong argument, but you know right. what? Tonight was the Browns' night, and I want to give the number one slot to Nick Chubb because if my children's life depended on it, and the, someone told me, you need someone to get you four yards on this play or six yards on this play, and you can pick one running back, who are you going to pick? I am taking Nick Chubb. And he, nothing super flashy about it, but it's the vision, it's the patience, it's waiting till he can see a hole, and then as he's cutting, he's moving forward as he's cutting, and he gets what's there, and he gets a little extra. Nick Chubb and Browns fans, Monday night, this is your Super Bowl. That's it. I honestly am not going to argue with it. As a biased Titans fan, 
I came into the studio when you said this list, and I told you, I think Nick Chubb is the best running back. Derrick Henry has, now, last year he got hurt, but the durability to handle the workload that he handles, and you have people arguing on Twitter all the time, like, oh, if this running back had as many carries no. as Derrick Henry, he'd well, have more yards. But that's the whole point. No. no, those running backs can't handle 32 carries in a game and continue the efficiency that Henry does. But what you just said is true. Like, there are some plays where Henry gets hit in the backfield by a guy that he should break the tackle on, and he just doesn't always break that tackle, and it's like a four-yard loss, and the whole drive is killed for the Titans. That doesn't really happen to Nick Chubb. So I agree with you. I think Nick Chubb is the best pure runner. That list is fair. And if I was picking a team, or picking one to build a team around, I'd probably take Henry. But when I look at, rationally nick chubb's the best running back in the league i just want to be able i just want to be able to beat people in the submission and my and especially in the north (laughs) i you you can't go wrong with chubb or henry but i want to i hate to say it but henry's going to beat up the defense and they're going to get worn down and they're going to lose potentially lose games in the future and put me in a better position to get home field advantage in the playoffs if you have henry that's the only difference i think and he runs so hard. Oh he, my god! He just slal- He's been slaloming through people. I I think he's looking great. Uh, but this felt like uh, the Browns' night, and that was only six players, by the way. I guess Dalvin Cook was going to be my tied for six guy, but I had integrity. I kept the list at six. But Dalvin Cook fans, you know that he would have been seven. Graver wants to talk. Where's Jonathan Taylor? This season, he's, I know he's not there. <laughs> I know he had yeah, the game losing fumble uh, on Sunday. That's what I mean. Etn's not on this list either, and I'm not saying he's in that category yet. But in terms of what he's doing right now, week after week, like Damian Pierce, uh, Kenneth Walker could be there. They have Kenneth Walker. There's just so many good running backs. Sorry, yeah, I thought Nick uh, was gonna just yell at me and argue just for the sake. No, of No, I it. mean it, it's LeBron, it, LeBron, you know Jordan style. No, I mean uh, yeah, that was me having more fun than anything with that argument because I knew it would get a rise out of Chris. But uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I really can't argue. And, and with running backs, it's all a matter of style and preference. Pure, mm. pure running the football. Um, I can't really argue with those top seven. You could put Dalvin Cook instead of Jones. Whatever. It's it's. I'll take either one of them on my team. I uh I would take Nick on my team. I uh <laughs> I uh you know had this picture and with Dan and uh, all the Wesleyan brothers at at the Super Bowl and we just like we look so out of place because Dan and I are just clearly <laughs> like you guys all look just like the Wesley brothers. And then yeah, there we are uh, similar features in the middle. And I, I love it. And uh, I love that you're still part of the show every week, uh, locking up the wrong team week after week for the Ooh, uh, man Cincinnati zoo. Uh, I mean, have, we did well what's our magic number to eliminate you right now? I think I think we're almost there. You, the, the Browns have a much better chance of making the playoffs than you do winning this lock competition. I'm just happy you weren't the wimp this week, and it was the other three that took the six-point favorites this week and not you. See, you, you took a good game. Titans were only two-and-a-half-point favorites. You don't, even, you see, you don't even look at the stats when you're making things up. That was actually a pick em by game time, the Texans game, because yeah, Malik Willis was, so was starting. Right. Uh, but you're right. <laughs> I don't you, care what it was. Everybody in the world knew the, knew the Titans were winning that game. <laughs> you hit out at me all week that I only take big favorites while yeah, you're taking the, gutsy hey, ones. By the way, by you, you took a bigger favorite this week in the Bengals than I, I took did. in the Seahawks, and Gino came through. 
All right, that was Monday Night Football. Appreciate great, it. Great job by the Bengals. Great job by Nick Wesseling. Great job by Gravedigger. We will be back on Tuesday with Colleen Wolf and our regularly scheduled week of shows. On we go. Week nine. Can you believe we're uh, we're here? We're we're not halfway though. There's 18 weeks. It's yeah. One more week for that. Until then, you know what to do, Nick. Say it. Oh, he's a call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.